This is the essentials. 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 So, John, it's been a little while. Episode number 10, a perfect 10 today, maybe? <laughs> this is all unscripted. This is just beautiful, isn't it? This is beautiful. So, I guess the idea here is we're going to accept a suggestion from one of our audience members here. Yeah, so going off that idea of a perfect 10, I think we're going to start looking at fame. Is it easier to be famous now? What is fame? How do you become famous? What are historical examples of fame? The changing nature of fame. Thank you to Galen Loiselle for the suggestion. Nice segue. I, I did admire how you did that. Oh, thanks so much. So why don't we start looking at sort of the history of fame? Why don't we dig into famous people from the past, the, the distant past, of which there's lots of it, mm -hmm. um, and just see how it is that they got famous. So off the top of your head, famous people from the past. Well, I guess the obvious ones would be kings, politicians, you know, whether you want to stay in the last century, people like FDR, people like Hitler on, on opposite sides of the moral spectrum, perhaps, but going back, and the obvious people, the most famous people would have been the aristocracy and the royalty, right? Absolutely, but I think maybe we should move away from them because that's going to be constant throughout because that's sort sure. of fame through power. I think we should yeah. look at fame through other methods other than being political clout, perhaps. Totally agree, but it particularly before the last hundred years, would have been pretty hard to become famous, wouldn't it, outside of the world of power and politics? Who would have been famous back then? I like your point you made a couple of year, uh, minutes ago off air. Authors. I think that's a great starting point. Maybe fame is more of a 20th, second half of the 20th and 21st century phenomenon all to itself. But mm. yeah, maybe if we look at authors from the past, I mean, if I think about 19th century authors, I mean, who comes to mind? Maybe, maybe Oscar Wilde? Okay, Dickens. Yeah, Dickens. Um, before them, when we'd start digging into uh, other 18th century authors, Herman Melville, I'm not sure if he's going down the street and people are begging for his autograph, though, are they? Right. Um, so what about someone like a Mozart or a Beethoven? They would have been pretty well-known, but well-known outside of Vienna? I, I don't know. Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so little is actually known about William Shakespeare, one of the most prolific authors mm -hmm. of, in all of English literature. And, and yet you know, very little is known about him. So is fame itself maybe is just a brand new phenomenon all onto itself? Maybe there were some scientists, some thinkers who pushed the world forward and got some acclaim through that, you know, a, an Isaac Newton or a, a Galileo. Leonardo da Vinci from the Renaissance. Mm, nice. I mean, he was probably as close to being famous as you can get in Italy. Mm. I mean, the Medici would be political, so they'd be famous for their, their wealth. And, and maybe back to your point about someone like da Vinci, Mozart, I mean, these people might have been more world-renowned and world, you know, had more of a global influence than anyone today. <laughs> Lots of examples of fame from the past. Maybe not lots of examples, and maybe that's the point. Fame as we know it, John, really a 20th century phenomenon. You think? Well, outside of politics, I think it's in the 20th century that we really begin to see the rise of the... Celebrity? The celebrity, that's a good way of putting it. The star, right? I and mean, I think of in the, in the acting realm. 
you know, Charlie Chaplin and the Great Dictator, Marilyn Monroe, the first global sex symbol. I mean, these are things that are just part of the vernacular nowadays, but are kind of, they invented the trade almost. People wanted to know not just not just see their pictures, but they wanted to know who they were, what they were doing, who they were dating. All of it. Um, and, and Marilyn Monroe famously, her life was torn apart by the media. So maybe we will also see the first victims of fame in the 20th century mm, as well. Nice. Uh, in the music world, the invention of the pop star, you were talking about it, weren't it? Uh, weren't you? I mean, Page and Plant mm. reinvented what it was to be a rock and roll star, partying on the road, trashing hotel rooms. Elvis, I mean, the Beatles. City shut down when the Beatles would visit. Beatlemania on the Ed Sullivan show, the Beatles invading America. I mean, you know, I think the Beatles weren't the first rock and roll band, but really, after the Beatles, everything changed, paved the way for, you know, the Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, all the rock and roll bands, Metallica, ACDC, but they will then pave the way for modern hip-hop stars. Mm-hmm. What about in literature? So literature is a little bit harder, I think, um, because it's such a broad um, genre. But, you know, coming to mind for me, Stephen King, uh, J.K. Rowling for the Harry Potter series. I know that kind of dips into the 21st century a bit, but just a global superstar. Yeah, I mean, maybe Dan Brown even in that same world in terms of publications. I think of the existentialists, Camus, Sartre for their influence. Um, But maybe not as big as some of the ones we were mentioning from previous eras, the, the, you know, um, Dickens and Shakespeare's yeah, of the world. Perhaps. Sports also, John, a big um, driver of fame these days especially. The Whenever I think of sports, fame, and famous people in sports, the first name that jumps to mind for me is Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, number 23. You know, I think he was the first global athlete that you had kids in Africa, China, and North America all wanting to be Michael Jordan. Before Muhammad Ali even? Well, I think so. Although, you know hard to speak ill of the greatest uh, I would argue the people's that, champ yeah I would argue Jordan was possibly more famous maybe before them Maradona for Argentina Pele for Brazil mm. um, but you're right these days athletes are almost at the top echelon aren't they of, of celebrities it's oh, tough you, to beat that you go to African villages and they're wearing messy jerseys famously that that little boy in Afghanistan wearing the messy jersey mm-hmm. uh, and then Messi actually got one of his jerseys Steph Curry is maybe the biggest name on the planet right now Huge, absolutely. But it's not just sport and and sort of um, movies and music. People were famous in the 20th century for their wonderful accomplishments. Edmund Hillary, great one, wasn't he? And, and, you know, it's funny, kids today wouldn't recognize this. Even our generation doesn't know it as much about it. I know we talk to our parents' generation. They all remember when they heard about Hillary climbing Everest. They all know the name Tenzing Norgay in a way that subsequent generations haven't known it. Neil Armstrong, first yeah, man nice. on the moon, yeah. huge, massive celebrity. Yeah. Um, Einstein. Albert Einstein. Yeah. Like every, kids nowadays, they know nothing about the theory of relativity, but they'll reference the name Einstein. Yeah. And maybe they'll be referencing the name Hawkins and later on. So the, the 20th century saw people become famous for their remarkable, remarkable achievements. Michael Jordan was famous because he was the best basketball player on the planet. Ali was the best boxer on the planet. Uh, obviously, Einstein, Hillary, all these people were famous for the amazing accomplishments that they were able to achieve. And we start to move into the 21st century and a guy like Tiger Woods, who was good at so many things. <laughs> so not keeping a, a good marriage. <laughs> Well, John, instead of speaking about 
the major good accomplishments that people are doing, there's another kind of fame, isn't there? That sort of infamy, the fame that you get for doing bad things. Hitler? I mean, maybe that's in the political realm, but that's an obvious one just to start with, I guess. Absolutely, and why don't we talk about something that happened on Hitler's birthday, but mm. in the year 1999. Columbine High School. Yeah, Dylan Klebold, Eric Harris. I mean, I think all of us listening who were alive at that time remember hearing about the Columbine shooting and just how it shook the foundations of, of everything we thought of. School shootings are always so sad. You and I work in education. It's hard to get your mind around. But back then, it was unthinkable, wasn't it? We'd never heard of a school shooting before. Why would anyone do this? And, oh, my God, these are students at this school themselves? It was on the news, it seemed like, every single day for a week. It spawned all sorts of responses to it. Famously, Michael Moore's film, Bowling, um, for, Columbine. Bowling for Columbine, takes on this idea of fame, infamy, and what are the driving forces behind it. But since then, John infamy has become kind of the, the thing that people do. If they can't get famous for good things, that's where they go. And maybe the two shooters at Columbine in some ways inspired these copycat artists down the road, realizing, man, those two have gone down in the annals of history. They're famous for what they did. Infamous may be a better word, but everyone remembers their names and their teenaged angst that was misplaced and they didn't know what to do with turned into a legacy, horrible though it was. And even historic people who were somewhat infamous in their time are getting a second life here in the 21st century. New Netflix series about Ted Bundy. He's, every, everyone's talking about Ted Bundy all of a sudden, notorious mass murderer. Charlie Manson is arguably more famous now than he was in the 1960s when he was committing his atrocious crimes. It's almost like we're feeding off this infamy now, and it's kind of a disturbing trend. In some ways, it's just human nature. Our, our heads turn when we drive past an accident. You know, we're all fascinated by the, the train wreck of the Trump administration. We like seeing things go wrong, and, and even when it's horrifying, we want to know what happened and why, partly to make ourselves feel better, but partly because we're just interested in things that are news, things that are different, even things that are horrible. as a species, haven't we? Going way back. Everyone knows who Helen of Troy was. The most famous person that a war has ever been fought over. Arguably, Cleopatra was one of the most beautiful women of all time, although there is some debate over that. Mm -hmm. But even into modern times, when we think about the 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, the, the, the pinup girls, um, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition is the most popular edition of all of them. Mm -hmm. The uh, Victoria's Secret Supermodel Show is a massive event. Go to your grocery store and the magazines are flying off those shelves covered with beautiful women on the front, even though that may not be how they actually look. And not just women as well, but beautiful men or attractive men. You right. know, there's the most attractive man in the world, which is a Time, I think it's Time magazine, mm -hmm. or is it People magazine, one of those magazines. Uh, so so we've always people have always been famous for beauty, but that segues me a little bit into the kind of 21st century adaptations of fame. Mm -hmm. We've seen maybe what you're getting at is people who seem to be famous for fame's sake. 
yeah, that's kind of where I'm going, where they don't really seem to check any of the boxes that we spoke about earlier. They're not particularly talented. They're not particularly athletic. They're not particularly smart. They haven't done sure. anything of note. Well, they've done nothing. And, and they may be attractive, but they're not particularly attractive, I guess my point is. And I think I'm referring to maybe the most famous people for being famous mm-hmm. are the Kardashians. They're the Cadillac example of this, aren't they? The gold standard, maybe? Yeah, and I can't actually trace back to why they're famous. Okay, so Bruce Jenner, when Caitlin was Bruce, was a very famous athlete for their accomplishments. F- their father was a well-known lawyer involved in the OJ trial. Right, so yeah, I wouldn't describe him as famous, but no. certainly well-known. But then I seemed to wake up one day and the Kardashian phenomenon was exploding on TV. And I mm-hmm. think I think it was the Keeping Up with the Kardashians was the show, wasn't it? Right. And why did everyone feel the need to keep up with the Kardashians? Well, and it was all part of this broader sort of 21st century model into fame uh, surrounding reality TV, which maybe is a byproduct of something we spoke uh, off off tape, the, the advent of the internet age to fame as well. Mm. So maybe it's good that you segued into this via beauty because it's probably fair to say the Kardashians wouldn't be famous if they weren't at least moderately attractive. I think that's fair to say, yeah, yeah. And they're not on TV. Well, are they not for the keeping up with the Kardashians? If, if they're, if they're not uh, attractive people. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're not making it on TV unless they're they're at least somewhat good looking. Right. Yeah. And, And I think it's fair to say that. I mean, they may not be the most good-looking, you're the most beautiful people, but they're attractive enough. But your point is that people were watching them on television because they're famous, and maybe that's fulfilling a pipe dream, I'm going to watch these women on television because they're famous, and maybe it'll fulfill a fantasy that I have of me being famous one day too. And maybe it's that whole, you know, they're fabulously rich, and I kind of want to spyglass into the lives of the rich and famous, which was a famous TV show in the yes. 70s, 80s, as you right. remember, maybe. Right. Um, but maybe this is kind of taking it up that one step. Step. Part of the concern I have with this is that the people who who get famous these days, you know, with the spread of the internet, people getting famous for their beauty rather than accomplishments, they're famous younger and younger, which means they don't maybe have as much to contribute. They're not in a position yet to handle the fame and how that will change their lives. And I think fame in the past was a product of doing remarkable things. And now it's almost a narcissistic fame. It's people putting themselves out there. YouTube stars. Hey, look at me for a little while. It used to be 15 minutes of fame. Now you get your 15 seconds of fame, maybe. Mm -hmm. So maybe the nature of fame has changed in the 21st century. And I can't decide if it's a product of a changing psychological uh, imperative in people or if it's a byproduct of the internet age. Or maybe Mm. it's kind of a mix. Yeah. So, John, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about probably the most famous, self-famous person on the planet at the moment, the President of the United States. Is he a byproduct, do you think? Is he the President, do you think, because of this new kind of fame? I think it is fair to say he wouldn't have become President if it weren't for The Apprentice. His, his work as a real estate mogul tycoon in New York would not have been enough. I agree. There's a lot of people who are very, very rich that we don't know who they are. Right. But everyone knows who the Donald is. And and that fame was an end goal for himself, too. I mean, people talk about his finances and this myth of him being a self-made man. And one of the things accountants out there have said is, given all the money he's 
inherited from his family. He could have put it all in the bank and ended up having more money than he's had. So why did he do it all? Well, it, it was for the fame. It was for the privilege of dating supermodels and starting a Miss America pageant where you can walk in the dressing room whenever you feel like it. And as his fame has taken him into different fields, like you mentioned, the Miss America pageant, uh, The Apprentice, he started entering the political field, and maybe just that ego, that desire for fame has pushed him in this direction. Now he's the maybe the most famous person on the planet. He's got to be. So it makes me wonder, what is the future of this fame? Are we going to continue down this road of narcissistic fame where everyone can become famous? What does the future hold for us? What do you think, John? Well, it will depend on social conditions, of course. Part of that is going to be what happens with technology, with media and with social media. We're seeing media companies converge. There's less of them out there, which means there's more big players and less room for smaller voices. And on the social media front, of course, that's what allowed. I mean, you, you have Instagram models now who are purely famous for the, the followers and likes they get just on that one social media platform as social media changes and maybe becomes even more invasive, that will probably dictate how fame evolves. So you see it as on this continuum uh, of this sort of self-absorption, this technology, you see it continuing down that road? I do, and then on the you know social side, a lot of people say they expect the divide between rich and, fall to, rich and poor to continue to grow. We might get in a situation where the only people who can become famous are those who have the means to get there, i.e. the rich. Interesting. I, and maybe they're the ones controlling the media anyway. Well, that certainly has been the case Tied historically. Those two together, right? yeah. It's a very sort of Marxist view of fame, definitely. Thank you, thank you. Oh, <laughs> you didn't mean that as a compliment. <laughs> See, for me, I think we're seeing the end of narcissistic fame. Like, I think Donald Trump marks that end, that he's going to be so destructive, so divisive. He, he makes... He makes me feel like I need to take a shower because it just it's gross seeing him up there. And I think, you know, for another four years, six years of Trump, if heaven forbid that's the case, I think what we're going to see is society reject that notion that you can be famous for doing not very much at all other than for being famous. And I think we'll begin to see that pendulum swing back towards people being famous for their remarkable accomplishments once again, like they used to be. Boy, I sure hope you're right, Tom. That's an optimistic worldview, as we've come to expect from you. But really, do you think that we're going to reject this whole cult of personality, which is so compelling and fills a void we seem to have in our brains? The cult of personality, I think, will remain in the political sphere. But beyond politics, yeah, I, I think that as a society, we are going to... Uh, it, it ebbs and flows a lot of these things. I think we, we've reached the maximum ebb in terms of narcissistic fame. I think we're going to come back to uh, fame for accomplishment's sake. We're going to start revering our scientists again. We're going to start revering our tremendous athletes, like we do still, but yeah. we're going to revere them for their athletic endeavors, not for who they're dating. Maybe here's another possibility to throw that out there. Maybe there is no such thing 50, 100 years from now, as fame, as people become so self-absorbed, so manipulated by their own social media, and when there's only a screen two inches in front of your face that's all you're interacting with, why would you care what anyone else is doing when you have pleasure on tap, when you have all of your dreams being satisfied? Who cares about the Kardashians or Donald Trump anymore when I am all I need? All right. 
right, Tom. So I read, I referenced Donald Trump earlier as a train wreck. I didn't mean it as a partisan attack on Trump. Of course, I'm no fan, but I was really getting at how he's increased news viewership on both sides of the fence, right? Whether you like him or don't like him, everyone's buying newspapers and watching the news to see what he said lately. We can't wait to see what's going to happen on the next episode of Donald Trump. I mean, he leaves cliffhangers at press conferences and on his tweets, things like, we'll see what happens. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. Even when asked something like, will you respect the results of the election, <laughs> right? It's crazy. Most of us would say politics shouldn't be about ratings, but it's worked, right? It got him elected. It's keeping him in power. Ultimately, Trump is a troll. He is, right? Look at his Twitter account. He's involved in the same petty squabbles he's always been in. He's just as motivated to settle these scores. But remember, Trump is not an anomaly. He is a product of the culture that created him. People love scandal. People love drama and intrigue. It doesn't matter where it's come from. So when I said fame may disappear, I'm probably wrong. As long as we love that stuff, we're always going to follow these petty celebrities. We produce and we create the kind of fame that we desire. If we want that kind of shallow gossip, hate-filled fame. That's what we're tuning into, and that's what they'll respond to. Fame responds to our desires. Garbage in, garbage out. So you keep watching Fox, you keep watching CNN, or even whatever reality TV it is. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. This stuff is aimed at people with short attention spans that are looking for gotcha moments. It's almost empowering a little bit, though, John, because if we decide that we don't want to fill ourselves up on a diet of sugar-based TV, like the reality TV shows, like The Bachelorette, the kind of stuff that doesn't make us feel good on the inside, really. And instead, we gravitate towards the kind of shows that are a bit more nutrient-rich, uh, science-based, education-based, that kind of that make us a better society. That's what we're going to get, and that's what's going to be famous in the end. Maybe we even gravitate towards, dare I say it, books? <gasps> How dare you? But if we don't, Tom, if we keep on going for this shallow gossip and scandal, then our most famous people are going to be our biggest trolls and our biggest idiots. So really, fate and fame is in our own hands. I love to think of what artifacts and messages the aliens are going to discover on Earth millions of years from now. <laughs> Smile.